you like this podcast, please like us on Facebook and subscribe. He knows a lot about politics. He knows a lot about geography. Supreme leader on that TV. He is supreme and he is a leader. So, this week we're starting light on the topics. We're um, talking about the Syrian civil war and ISIS, the most threatening terrorism group in the world. This is the Supreme Matty B Podcast. I am the Supreme Leader and I am Matty B. So, pretty much before I start, let's dissect the whole situation. I've been internalizing a really complicated situation in my head. So, there is about five different powers down in Syria right now. The first, you could say, you know, would be the Barack Obamas of the, of the organizations. That is by Bashar al-Assad. I'm not saying Barack Obama's like him, but it's the form of, you know, centralized government that's been there until about 2011, because he'd been ruling since 2000 after his dad died. And they're supported by Russia, which is, you know, awkward, because USA is supporting someone else, bit of that Cold War Korean kind of thing going on. So next up, you got the opposition, and they were the rebels that turned into full-on civil war opponents. Then you've got ISIS, pretty famous, or ISIL, depends where you're from. Then you've got the Rojava, which are pretty much the Kurds. And you've got to feel sorry for these guys. These guys have wanted a sovereign nation for hundreds of years, but have been completely denied. The closest they've got to it is Iraqi Kurdistan. And they've got their own football team, their own army, so hopefully one day. Uh, might as well get your foot in there while there's a civil war going on. Uh, then you've got the Army of Conquest, also known as Al Nusra. And they broke off from ISIS after the two leaders had disagreement. See the Al Qaeda wing in this whole thing. How how uh, Al Qaeda works is they are kind of they're powerful, but they don't want to go rampant. Whereas ISIS had a far more rampant plan. They instead of planning things out and hiding out from uh, government groups, they just thought, you know what, let's just spread ourselves like a like a rash all over the all over the Arabian Peninsula. And then you got the CJTF OIR. Which, which stands for Combined Joint Task Force Operation Inherent Resolve. And that's, of course, by the United States. And that's supported by pretty much all the Western states, including New Zealand. Shout out to John Key there. So, Caleb, how, do you, how did you find that explanation of that? It's all kind of a bit... Um, a bit confusing? Uh, yeah, it's a lot of information for a small little country, really. I mean... I mean, think of it as a football World Cup, except the sport is killing each other and all the teams don't actually represent nations, they just represent teams that want the same, or different ideologies and all that kind of stuff. I guess it's kind of like the All Blacks going into any other rugby cup. I mean, the the CJTF-OIR is the one that's going to really make yeah. a difference considering it's backed by every bloody nation. Yeah, I guess ISIS could almost be the All Blacks, Especially if you, if you replace that bit in the flag with a with a fern, it would be the All Blacks anyway. I mean, hey, yeah. So, not surprisingly, one person, one nation supporting the Syri- Syrian government is North Korea. I wonder why. They seem to support every evil thing that goes on. They're just like, yep, put my name on the list. But going back to the Syrian civil war, it's not all fun and games because nearly half a million people have died in this uh, in this Syrian civil war. And it's getting a bit close for comfort. Already two uh, United States soldiers have died. Already about 20 Russian soldiers have died. So technically there's a bit of Russian and United States bloodshed going on. I mean, the Cold War never ended, mate. 
It never did, but is this the start of World War Three? This could, this is the epicenter. Well, I mean, what's happening with the attack on Mosul at the moment? You know, getting ISIS out of Iraq and fleeing into Syria with yep. America being the you know that that, that joint task force. Which yeah, is I really know. Just, it sounds so GI Joe. It's really just America. I'm America, and I want to be involved. But if you guys are all involved, then it justifies my involvement. Exactly. And exactly. With that whole attack on the city, I mean. Do you remember that, that chemical weapon attack? Yeah. And it killed heaps of kids. And if, when you kill kids, United States turns around with Barack Obama saying, you can't do that. And yeah. so that's what they did. They, they striked. Exactly. And then Russia said they were going to strike ISIS. And because they're actually a backer of Bashar al-Assad, they ended up um, bombing the rebels who were supported by United States. I mean, hey, it's, it's not a right to chemical, you know, chemically kill kids, but it's all good to drop two nuclear weapons on two cities and wipe out whole generations. Well, it's funny because ISIS, they actually, like their whole ideology, the reason they're fighting is because they believe that the whole Arab world, including Eastern Europe and Northern Africa, should be their caliphate, which pretty much means their kingdom. And so they pretty much are going to expand as further out as they can until they have this huge big nation. But it's not going to happen because they have no foreign supporters at all. The only pe- the only people that support them are, are themselves. Every other, even Al Nusra, even the wing of Al Qaeda in the Syrian civil war has backing from countries like Qatar. Yeah, they have no outside funding. And it's funny because there's also a religious um, narrative going on, because you've got the the Sunnis who are the um, the classic ISIS and all that gag. But then you've got countries like Iran and Iraq, who are actually Shias, that are sending money to um, Bashar al-Assad because under his Shia regime, they want it to keep going, obviously. And um, the, the, the main goal of ISIS also is to set up a state with very strict Sharia law. Sharia law alert! And so it'd be pretty much the strictest Sharia law. It'd be complete fundamentalist um, Islam ideology, which would not be fun for the ladies in that in that area, and it also complicates the situation that Turkey attacking the Kurds. And so why why attacking the Kurds? The Kurds haven't done anything. That all they want to do is have a country, bro. Lay off them. Uh, no rest for the Kurds. It's like I guess they have one autonomous region, but it's still not a sovereign state. It's still not what they want. So it's pretty much like Chatham Islands or Stuart Island. You can never understand the people that come from there. Stewart Island, that is the, the you know, the, the oyster of New Zealand, isn't it, in many ways? I mean, if New Zealand were a muscle, I guess Stuart Island would kind of be that little beardy bit. There. It'd be the bit that you donate. Yeah, it's not essential, but I mean, hey, it's there. It's like if you had muscles out in the sun, that'd be the first bit to go off, would be Stuart Island. Essentially. <laughs> yeah. Serious sound effect. Do you know that Syria has only 1.1% water? That's insane. That makes this whole Syrian war so much worse because they're out fighting for countries and freedom and caliphates and they can't even get an H2O. Maybe that's what this whole war is about. They're just fighting over that 1.1% of water. Oh, by the way, this is what Trump said about Barack Obama. ISIS is honoring President Obama. He is the founder of ISIS. He's the founder of ISIS. Okay? He's the founder. He founded ISIS. Yep, so leader of ISIS. Uh, pretty big claims from a from a tanned cookie bear. Trump always reminds me of like when you let your grandpa loose, who's got like, you know, dementia or something. Yeah, and yeah. So, he's that crazy uncle who gets too drunk and then ends up being the Republican nominee, eh? And that's what people don't realise as well. It's um, 
you know, they say, oh, well, the only reason the Arab Spring is going off is because they're all bloody crazy al Akbar Muslims, you know, firing guns and, you know, stoning women. But it's because of these crazy dictatorships that are oppressing the people. Imagine, imagine if Barack Obama, or no, imagine if George Bush um, was elected in 2004. After his term, he said, you know what, let's just be president again because I can, and then kept on doing that for another two terms. You get kind of pissed off. Yeah, kind of like donkey. It's a one-party state. No, I mean, we're lucky in New Zealand in the sense that we can burn our flag and get away with it. We can throw dildos at politicians' faces and get away with it. And we can stand up for things we don't like and protest without having to worry about being gunned down. And I, and I go back to the the metaphor I used um, that it's it's like a World Cup. It's not... They don't win a trophy at the end. They win Syria. Yeah. That's quite apt. They win, they win the caliphate. And it looks like Syria, ISIS at the moment is in, is in prime position. And Aleppo is their main stadium. Well, that's the one. So why is it that in every title of every country or political party, if it says democratic or socialist, it's always not? But it's false advertising, really. And um, it just happens that the leading party of Syria right now, under Bashar Assad is the Arab Socialist Ba'ath Party. Hmm. Ba'ath Party sounds fun. Ba'ath Party, yeah. I'm pretty sure that it's not a Ba'ath Party, though. It's too hot. There's too many bombs going off. And there's only 1.1% of water, so that's not enough to have a Ba'ath Party all the time. <laughs> Ba'ath's like gold. Exactly. Maybe that's why he's called the Ba'ath Party. He's bragging the fact that he can have a bath whenever he wants. But yeah, as I said before, the Kurds, they've had a rough time because about 13 to 15 million people live in Kurdistan. But the actual nation of Kurdistan is actually spread between Iraq, Iran, Turkey and Syria. All, all the refugees are going to Turkey. But I don't know why they had to bomb the Kurds. I reckon that was wretched as. You don't bomb Kurds. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not right. But, I mean, Syria has been absolutely wreckaged by this war. Um, whole cities, I mean, Aleppo, for instance, has been the worst affected. They used to be the most populous city in Syria, but they're not now. So there's no real end to this civil, this, um, this civil war anytime soon. The best we can do is hope that ISIS dies down, that some sort of new government will form for Syria that ensures the people freedom and the right to vote for a, a democratic leader. Um, but who knows when that will be. And I personally would love Kurdistan, the Kurds, to have their own state. I mean, it, it's interesting. This war is at so many levels of things. It's different denominations of religion, it's power, it's freedom for certain groups. Do you think that the rebels were um, justified in rebelling in the first place? I say, I mean, he did have a dictatorship that had been going on since 2000. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think, I mean, if no country should have a place where the people aren't free to speak or to raise their voice in, in, you know, in an outcry of something that's going wrong. Uh, thanks, Caleb, for joining in today. Well, welcome, mate. Um, so if you like this episode, keep listening because next week we'll be talking about right and left wings because they are, and I'm not talking about birds, I'm not talking about KFC, I'm talking about political wings. Speak your best, Isis Rhyme, Caleb. Isis, they're not very nice. They are creating international terrorist crisis. Assad, he's been li- he's been leading since two thousand. The bombs detonate best with the crowds in. Oh, Southside Syria. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> South side Aleppo in the building. 